Warning, this show has been known to cause certain side effects in listeners and participants alike. Symptoms include a positive outlook on life, wanting to try new things, and a renewed faith in humanity. Enjoy at your own risk. Hey there, and welcome to the I Like to Light Things podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and thanks for joining me. I don't think I have to tell you that the world can be a dark and scary place for us all. And I'm here to help you get through the miasma of that negativity one episode at a time. To accomplish this, I have a guest tell me about their favorite thing, and we get to share in their enthusiasm. The catch is, I'm not already a fan of their thing. However, if you didn't already know, it's easy to like something new as long as you have an excited person explaining why it's great. And so, this podcast and all its potential positive feelings is born from that. So join me and my guest in beating back the darkness of this world by learning something new and enjoying the little things. And for today's episode, we have Keith Gala from the Pop Up Filmcast, a show that I have been on recently, and it was a blast. But Keith, how's it going, brother? Hey, good evening. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. My wife made curry, her chicken curry, for dinner tonight. Mm. Normally, I cook, normally I cook, uh, but uh, she she wanted to put the chef's ha- hat on, and she made curry, and she it's inc- she does such a good job. It's one of the best things that she makes, and we've been uh, eating a lot healthier, and so we cut out the rice, and instead of rice, we did finely chopped cauliflower, and then we baked that with a little bit of salt, and that, honestly, it um, it really does taste like rice, uh, so it cuts out that grain, but um, anyway, so I'm fan- fantastic. <laughs> I had chili. That's kind of close. It's Ooh, like a yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. My wife my, and my wife made it. So we're having a very similar evening here today. <laughs> we're having a, honestly, bud, we're having a great night. What what is your what does your wife put into the chili? Like what's her go to? Uh so I, we are we're one of those houses that beans make up chili. Not like I agree. I it's, places. Yeah. I, I agree. Beans in chili outside of Texas are are standard. I, I really do mm-hmm. think it's a yeah, okay. So good beans. Uh, beans, uh, some ground turkey, uh, can of rotel, and uh, a couple extra spices, and of course the main ingredient, love. <laughs> it, it all it all tastes better. It does. What kind of beans? Just pinto beans, or did you do like a medley? Uh, we um, did black beans, and then we did a, yes. uh, uh, a Bush's chili beans, and one uh, it was a, a northern chili beans. So a nice little mix. Huh. I yeah. like that. My grandpa always did. He called it so funny. It was chili, but he called it guck. G-U-K. Guck. And it was it was like kidney beans, navy beans, black beans, pinto beans. And it was basically chili, but there usually wasn't meat in it. And it's always kind of funny. Just like that's kind of chili to me, even though I mm-hmm. know it is categorically absolutely not <laughs> but it's just always been ah i love chili if my if if my mom went out of town for some reason and my dad who is not let's say he's not house savvy in any way he's, he's <laughs> was an incre- 
He was an incredible provider. He's a great dad. I, I love him. He's, he's, he's my hero. But man, he it was funny thinking about him taking care of us without my mom home. It was like a, it was like a sitcom from the 90s. But that is what we would eat for dinner would be canned canned chili and tortillas. And that would be breakfast, lunch, dinner from my dad, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny <laughs> to think about okay. now. <laughs> That's, I haven't thought now, about that in a nowadays, long time. Nowadays, that gets a call to a government agency, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner is... said canned, uh, <laughs> canned, canned chili. chili for three times. Yeah. It probably was closer to lunch, dinner, breakfast with cereal because we liked cereal and and anyway, but yeah, but oh, that's so I haven't thought about that in a long time, and it was so rare for my mom to like leave us, leave us alone, <laughs> just us guys. <laughs> it is so funny. Uh, yeah. I didn't know how to cook because my mom was such a good cook. I didn't know how to cook until I got until I got married. Uh, Elise oh. uh, and, and Elise cooked. For the first, probably, uh, she cooked almost every meal for probably the first six year, six months to a year of us being married, and then I, I just it's like, gosh, I gotta, I gotta pitch in. So I, I mean, I never cooked for myself. Was, I either ate out or my mom cooked. I ate with my family. So anyway, mm -hmm. when I got married, I, yeah, I had to learn. I learned by watching cooking shows. That's with with my dog. <laughs> That's how I learned how to. <laughs> And he he makes a mean he makes a mean omelet as well. The dog <laughs> he's been, he's so good he's yeah. so good. It, it was what we would leave on for him to uh, for, for for him to have company would be because they would directly look at the camera and talk and so our dog would just chill in front of cook uh, the Food Network and just listen to them talk while we'd be at work. <laughs> it, it was hilarious. And so I'd come home would still be on. And so I would start taking notes, and it's like, okay, I get it now. Uh, so it was good. But gosh, I could talk about cooking for, for far too long because I'm a hefty guy, and I like to eat. But I want to hear about oh, your more thing. Things more things in common. <laughs> but I want to hear about your thing. I know that the listeners want to hear about your thing. So, Keith, my man, uh, what's your thing? My thing is... Hip hop music, specifically for this show, uh, I think we've we've tried to narrow it down to uh, early '90s hip hop. I know, even even as a neophyte in the hip hop like community, I know that it has changed and expanded and encompassed a lot more. Similar to the way that like rock music has changed so much from the '60s to the '70s, '80s, '90s, and now um, mm -hmm. it's so different. So yeah, so early '90s hip hop. Okay, so why that? time period specifically and like what would you consider like early 90s like is it 90 to 94 90 mm. 93 uh I'll, I'll close it on like 92 through 94 mm. um a lot of people consider 93 and 94 pretend like in 90 those three years are probably considered maybe like three of the greatest years of hip-hop music ever really uh, is also it is also a time for me where like because I, I mean, I've I've been listening to rap since I was about eight, and the evolution of it and everything, and and the way that it builds up, and so I've grown with it. And those were some very informative years. Uh, those would be the high school years, basically, in which not only was I listening to it, but I also had I also had met friends in high school who were listening to the same stuff, and and really, you know, you know, doing deep dives on 
and all that type of music at that point. All right, so you were in high school during that time, and that that is like prime mm-hmm. music appreciation time. It's when, I, I really feel like those are the times when you start branching away from like what your parents have listened to or what they've shown you, which I, I was lucky. My parents have fantastic taste in music, so. Mine probably did. Yeah, <laughs> they did. But in high school, I remember, like that was when I started listening to things on my own. And so you, you, did you get into it on your own or did a friend show it to you? Or is it just hmm. like you you just started randomly listening to it or, or how, how so? So when I was um, when I was like five, my parents, they got divorced. Uh, a few years later, my, my mom remarried. Uh, I am an only child. But then I had uh, suddenly step-siblings, including an older stepbrother. And what does any younger brother do? He wants to do everything uh, the older brother does. My older brother... Uh, between his friends uh, on like Pop Warner football and then eventually into as he got into high school because he's like four years older than me uh, he was listening to a lot of of early hip-hop music so I listened to Run DMC I listened to the Fat Boys uh, Houdini um, LL Cool J like I've told my wife many a time that like in 1986 I wanted to be LL Cool J that's uh, awesome. It, it, I love that. Like it, it's <laughs> 1986 LL Cool J is like, it's it's kind of maybe my favorite uh, rapper of all time if I narrowed him down to like one <laughs> specific year and, and time period. But um, but yeah, so I, I started listening then very early on, and then my my stepbrother he stopped listening, um, not completely. I mean, he still listens to some old school stuff, but he kind of phased back out and went into some of the things that he normally would listen to, like. Uh, Steve Miller band and things like that and I continued to like just go right along with this you know this new fine you know form of music that I found and one that was still in its very early stages at that time anyhow and there's kind of like an evolutionary step that happens in the late 80s into the 90s that uh, between the music and the the, the wordplay and, and lyricism and stuff like that that is you know there's a, there's that evolutionary jump right there combined with as you're saying high school being like this key period uh in time to right. to to be out on your own my mom uh, took a stance at one time she wouldn't buy me any any hip-hop uh, music for a while so as soon as i got in high school and i had a little money in my pocket or i had friends who listened i mean that's we were trading tapes and cds and all this other good stuff so one of the things mm-hmm. that i've always wanted to ask is and you and you kind of use it interchangeably you said you said hip-hop but you also said rapper what is the difference between hip-hop and hip-hop and rap like what is the difference or is it just kind of something that's used interchangeably technically there's not technically there's not there's not no but i uh i use uh (laughs) i probably use it the way that people would say uh, i went to the movies or i went to the cinema uh, I saw a, okay. I saw a flick or I watched a film. That would be a that would probably be my comparison. Uh, Hip hop to me is a little bit higher standard. Uh, Grand the stuff that I was listening to in the '80s still very much hip hop, but like it as it as it grows and stuff, and people stop calling it rap as much, and then uh, more in you know referring to it as hip hop from there on. So there's really no there's really no difference. Not, not as far as I'm concerned. I just I kind of take the stance of maybe it's a little bit snob snobbish of making sure that it, when i'm talking about it i'm, I'm referencing it as hip-hop more okay, uh, than i do gotcha. rap. but yes i i, I probably will bounce back and forth yeah that's totally fine and and i just have never had a definitive 
hip hop and rap were, were not, I know that they're inter, they're not interchangeable, but then I hear people using them as interchangeable. So I've just always been curious. Hip hop and rap were not part of my growing up at all, which I'm always a little sad. And now my my girls love hip hop and and <laughs> they will listen to different things. We I, I think I was messaging with you earlier. We'll listen to the kid spot version of a lot of different things or the clean or radio edit version of a lot of different things. And I enjoy the heck out of it, but I, I wouldn't say that I was an aficionado. Um, we always, it was usually hard rock or a singer songwriter, singer songwriter for my mom, hard rock for my dad. And so that's kind of how I grew up, but that's usually where my, my tastes went to. But now as my girls have, it's their musical taste definitely uh, skews towards hip hop. And and so I, for, for the sake of that, I would like to know more about it, so. This is great. So I'm just to, just to add in. So you know, I was in high school, um, and even went to junior college for a year, and so that was like 92, 93, 94. Hang out with a handful of friends who all were into the same music, uh, listening to it, talking about it, exchanging uh, tapes and CDs, etc. Uh, when I went to college, I worked at the college radio station, and immediately made myself uh, got myself dug into the uh, they had a Friday Night Hip Hop show yes. that I was on this, you, this pleases me this pleases me this is great I would go in I would dig through the crates all the time that they had all the different records uh, listening to stuff for myself making tapes to send back to friends and also doing the show and so finally by my senior year uh, I was named the uh, hip hop music director for the station I got a, a tuition waiver it was a small school but I got a tuition waiver a no way that's student award super cool stuff like that yeah uh, all awesome. because of the, the guys that were in charge before me were like, we don't trust anybody other than Keith to do this next year. Uh, because did of the you fact have a I, DJ just, name? This, I did not. I did not have a DJ ah, name. Uh, I would, but I, would I do a DJ. But, you know, I, yeah. I, I Keith E.G., because my middle name is Edward, kind of would come across a little bit there. Uh, but then out of college, I actually had a... Um, I had my first job out of college. I was working at a very small station, making next to nothing. But they did give me the like eleven o'clock to one o'clock slot that I did a hip hop show. Uh, that was more people calling in, so I got I didn't have as much control over uh, what I was playing, but uh, of my own choices as I did in college. But it was still, I had a a little show there and all. And I mean, that's awesome, though. Still, that's like. That sounds like so much fun. I've almost always thought of, I've always thought if it was absolutely possible, if I could just buy bandwidth for the for the radio, <laughs> and then just put my pick playlists for the day and just have that go out to people, and then just have people enjoy. I, that's that's such something that's gone by the wayside. You don't have it to where like you have the DJs playing things anymore, and I think that actually would save radio again because radio is almost completely dead, and it's because they just have it done. And it's just yeah, and but it, like if you're telling me that I knew it, 12, 13 year old Keith sat next to a radio, uh, you know, or my my boombox with a cassette in it, waiting for uh, WGCI yep. was the main station in Chicago that played hip hop. And I still remember very much like the new Public Enemy song coming out and just sitting there waiting for them to play it so I could hit record, hear it, and then, and then you know, listen to it as much as possible. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I'd love that you referenced that too because we were explaining that to my oldest daughter. And of course she doesn't know. She's nine. Cassette tapes <laughs> haven't been a thing for forever. Like, it's not her fault that she knows. Like, it's not one of those like, oh, kids these days. Like, no. There's absolutely no reason other than the fact that she's a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy 
would know what a cassette tape is. That's the only reason mm -hmm. that she knows. So when we were trying to explain to her that we used to do the same thing for KR, KRAV, Crab Radio 106.1, we would wait <laughs> for the song that we liked to come on and we would click it on the cassette player and like, do you, do you, did, and you, would you like trade your tapes with your friends to see you had like the better like mix too? Uh, or like, well, well, so the, that was probably as I was finishing up grade school was, was when I would at about that time. But yeah, we, once I got into high school, yes, we would, we would exchange tapes. I had one friend who basically like, you know, he would have like one day every now and then where he would just gather up CDs from all of us. And then he would go and make uh, something because he was, he was the guy who drove most of the time too. Gotcha. do things so we'd get in his car and go yep here we go pop it in <laughs> boom we're we're constantly just listening to whatever and then like as i had more access to stuff i would i would tape stuff or i would download stuff you know eventually as the years went on just to you know constantly a constant deep dive into uh listening to to hip-hop now i will say any other music during that time period is a total waste on me like i i don't understand um much of grunge rock uh, things that I probably oh, should man. have uh, yeah, I mean, known missed, and gotten into. Out on a big chunk, yeah. Um, I I grew up in the country, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> type places. Like hip hop was not really going to reach us all that much. Uh, if it, I pro if my parents hadn't gotten divorced, I probably would have not been listening to hip hop at, at that time. So I'm I'm listening to a lot of it. It's evolving. I'm digging the way that everything is going as far as uh, the the. the, the the transition of the, the producer and the beats that are being made, uh, that's usually what gets me the most. Uh, I, I like very good lyricism. Uh, a great voice also uh, will, will sell me on pretty much anything. I mean, I look, I actually like Hootie and the Blowfish first album because the guy's got a fantastic voice. So if you have a great voice in, in any music, you're, you're going to get me. But, you know, if you added that in, in with uh, a great hip-hop beat and stuff like that, it, you know, it was kind of like a perfect storm in, in listening to this. And, I've tried listening to other stuff from from that era, like other like especially like alt rock and stuff. I I just it's it'll tinker around in my head for a bit and then and then float out. Uh, meanwhile, I will dive in on a Spotify playlist of stuff constantly for for hip hop music. Uh, yeah, it's so interesting, especially for that time. It's going to be all nostalgia for for you at that point too. Um, <laughs> yes, like everything is about thirty years old now. Yes. Yeah, no, but I'm feeling very old every time I listen. <laughs> That's really oh gosh, I know because 1990. I get those, was I get those like little right? things will pop up every. Yeah, I get those things that pop up and you see them on like in at least I think I'm in like one hip hop group on Facebook and they'll something will pop up like ooh such and such album came out. This year, you know, thirty years ago, and I'm like, oh, that's how old I am now. Great, okay. Hmm. That's so funny. Yeah. And is there any more hallowed position than being the person who controls the tunes um, in a car ride? I mean, it, I actually, my wife almost exclusively drives if we go on long trips because she she likes my playlists better when I make if I'm playing. She calls it playing DJ. If I'm playing DJ in the car, like she prefers it to her playlist, and so it's it's a lot of fun to do. But it's 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 challenging. You you're it, there's a there's a slight bit of uh, you know stress involved. You want to make sure everyone's having a good time. You don't want to pick a, a bad one when when everyone is yeah. All right, so if I was going to pick, so so we we talked off air, and I think it's one of the hardest parts of the show 
And because you had said that it was really hard to narrow it down. <laughs> and and it's it, it's because I don't want people to say like, oh, listen to everything, because that's not what we're here for. And it is really part of the show is really trying to to distill what you what you as the uh, as the guest really think is is the essence of this of this time and what you think will get someone to a fan. So I'm really curious. So if we're gonna start off with, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop on a list on on Spotify. And what is the first song or album that I'm going to jump into, according to, to Keith? Okay, so let, let me let me preface this first thing. So, yes, we're going to narrow down. I'm going to key in on a few things here. Uh, but if, if people listening at home, if they want to do a, a really deep dive there, you can. there are several good uh, 90s hip-hop playlists that are several hundred songs deep, and you can go and you can listen and you can click on an album and go down a huge rabbit hole of anything you find. But I... I, I I knew I was going to have to scale this back a bit. Uh, so first of all, I want to say, if anybody is listening out there that is a big hip-hop fan and you're wondering why I'm skipping a few things, uh, it's because, uh, you know, if you, even if you're not big into hip-hop, uh, you're very familiar with uh, Dr. Dre. Uh, you know who Jay-Z is. You know who these people are just in general. So I'm, I'm, kind, of, I'm kind of moving away from... I guess maybe like the, the, the poster child type people in, in, in my things that I'm going to recommend. That makes sense. And and to, of course, remember, safe space. No one, is, we only want positive feedback from our listeners and, and anybody else because cause we've said this on every episode. Keith is here doing the Lord's work, trying to spread the good word of his thing. Let, you know, so so don't worry about that. But I, I do like that quantifying that like you're, you're trying to do something that's not quite as something that everyone have already heard of. Go for it, brother. All right. Um, okay, so let, let me, I'm, I'm going to start. Uh, so like I said, I started kind of high level. Go to Spotify. You can find a 90s playlist. If you get into this and you want to go further, that's very high level. Uh, second level, I, I'm going to give you a couple of, uh, I'm going to give you a list of, uh, I got five albums here that I think if you skim through them, you'd get a very good feel for. Again, I, I focused on 92 through 94. I love that, man. More focus, the better. You would not have gotten me to be able to narrow this down. Yeah. All right. So uh, probably one of my uh, two or three favorite albums. Actually, I'm going to say back, most of these are, are right up there in, in most of my favorite albums during uh, of all time, not, not alone just this time. Uh, the Wu-Tang Clan, Enter the 36 Chambers. Uh, it came out in 1993. Uh, the Wu-Tang Clan is a group of, at the time, there was nine of them. The not only is this album uh, great from the, uh, the the production style of the RZA, but then uh, guys like Method Man, um, Old Dirty Bastard, uh, Raekwon, the Jizza, some names that a lot of people would then further note. Like they did their group thing, and then they immediately all shot off and did all their own separate things, and had tons of commercial success doing that uh, as well. But this is kind of where it all starts for them. There are great kung fu. Uh, movie samples throughout the whole thing. I love that. It's that's probably great. Uh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the RZA probably this may is probably let's probably na- maybe not his uh, number one best work, but it is it is top of it, it's very top of the heap for his production stuff. Plus, you have these nine different personalities all rapping and and all doing uh, very high level stuff. So lyrically, like you, you, like the lyrics as well as the music, you, you like it all as just yes, a total package. Yes. How many songs yeah. are on that album? Just like ballpark it, if you can't remember. Correctly. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess ten. 
almost the top. Okay, so it's a standard album. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So say, say it one more time, and I'll include all of these in the show notes, of course, guys. So, uh, but yeah, say that, say the album name one more time. Uh, so that's the Wu Tang Clan. Enter the Thirty Six Chambers is the name of the album. Nice, epic sounding. Love it. Uh, the next album I'm going to mention is Nas, N A S, and uh, his first album again came out. It's either ninety two or ninety three. It is called Illmatic, and is probably one of the best hip hop albums ever to be made. It is his gift and his curse. Uh, he has probably never done anything even close to this uh, <laughs> again really, since. So peaked super early. Peaked really early then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Not only is Nas a uh, ridiculously good lyricist, but he he was able to recruit in basically every top level producer uh, imaginable at that time uh, East Coast wise I mean he had DJ Premier Pete Rock, uh, Large Professor just an endless amount of ridiculously good music and then with him being probably like one of the, the best lyricists of all time as well the guy was like 18 or 19 when he made the album Jeez, and, so and young None of the rest of his albums have ever uh, lived up to that to that hype that he set there. Uh, personally, for me, I think it's the I think it's the beats. He's never had that collection of talent uh, on any one album going further. Uh, Dr. Dre did something on his second album, and he's worked with DJ Premier a bit, but he's never had that collection on just one thing. I will say, if you want, uh, in addition to listening to the the actual original one, there's also a very cool one that he does with. Um, I think it's a Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, it's cool. it's an anniversary one, and so he does a whole concert with them behind him, and it is oh. it is excellent. I love it when bands do that. Like when when Metallica mm-hmm. did their S and M album. I don't know if that helps you out at all, but I that's what that's an awesome album when they do that with the full orchestra. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So Nos, got it. NES. Oh, it's live from the Kennedy Center with the National Symphony Orchestra. Sweet. Yeah, that's actually that's a that's a good listen to. The next uh, album that I will touch on here is uh, this is a soundtrack from 1992. It is for the movie Juice, uh, starring okay, Tupac Shakur so- and Omar Epps. It is a uh, movie that I I love a lot in the first place, but it is also an insanely good soundtrack. Um, what what so what what do you uh, what's a great soundtrack for you? Oh man, just put me on the spot. This isn't about me, Keith. <laughs> what are you what what are you what are you, what are you, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, uh, just to say this for like we just we referenced Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a really fun soundtrack. Yes, from the, from yes. the early seventies. Yeah, yeah. This is probably the most perfect hip hop soundtrack uh, to come on. Oddly enough, uh, does not have Tupac on it at all, even though he is in the movie. Interesting. Naughty by Nature. Uh, the guys who did OPP, uh, they do a song called Uptown Anthem. Uh, Eric B and Rakim do a song called Know the Ledge, which is probably my favorite song by them. Uh, I saw them in concert like two years ago, and although most of it, uh, the nostalgia wore off very quickly, they did that song basically perfectly. Uh, Big Daddy Kane is on that, EPMD, uh, Salt and Pepper. Cypress Hill is actually on there, and probably one of my first times learning about them. It, it's a... Uh, it's a really oh, actually that list says December thirty first, nineteen ninety one. I'm gonna say that gets in under the. Uh, uh, that's that's fine. That, that gets in it. under the gun. Yeah, I actually thought that movie came out in ninety two. 
it, what, what I like about that is that it's kind of like a grab bag then for for yes. like a that's so like of like either like older artists or up and coming artists. Um, that is interesting. That I, I might watch the movie. Is it available on any of the streaming services? Do you know like right off the top of your head? Oh, it is currently uh, only available on Flixfling, and that's for three ninety nine. Hmm. It is not that's, streaming that's, anywhere. That is that is ridiculous. That's a travesty, then, huh, bud? That's a travesty. <laughs> I actually I just watched this like a month ago. Well, go ahead and send me the DVD, and then I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send it back to you, and then yeah, um, I sent I'll you other it. weird movies before for the uh, pop up film cast. I could easily send you that. Pop- yeah. Um, let, let me. Uh, so I'll I'll chime in on one more real quick album here. Uh, one that in it, over the years has stuck with me as probably one of my more favorite albums of all time. Uh, it is uh, from a West Coast group, and their group called The Far Side. It's P H A R C Y D E. Wow. And the album is called uh, the album is called Bizarre Ride to the Far Side. They only had uh, two albums uh, as a group in entirety. They've had a few other ones after that, once people uh, split off, and only like one or two of them actually stuck around, uh, still using the name. But their first album is, uh, is, is really, really good. It's got one of my all-time favorite songs uh, on it, which I hate when I do this and I say something's about my all-time favorite, and, uh, and then I blank. It's called Passing Me By, and it's actually <laughs> kind of like a... Um, <laughs> it's kind of like a love letter type song where each of the guys ex- is explaining uh, some girl that he's into and how she just passes him by, doesn't give him any, doesn't pay any attention. Uh, there's also the, the the track right after that is called Other Fish, which references that there's a lot of other fish in the sea, so go meet other other ladies. <laughs> there's so also a song called gold. Uh, <laughs> song mm-hmm. gold there. There's a song yeah. called Your Your Mama, which is all uh, mom jokes. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah, it's uh, that's the whole the whole concept of that. But uh, overall, it's it's really good. And I I brought this one because, like you said, you've never heard of them before. I kind of had a feeling maybe not as many people have heard of them because uh, they didn't stick around uh, very long. So those would those would be the four albums that I think I, I didn't I didn't Wu Tang is probably the the thing that and that I probably picked most of the top thing that maybe a lot of people have heard of. And the rest of it, hopefully, is a little more obscure. Uh, after that, I, I picked out some singles that I, I definitely want to recommend to you. My body is ready, Keith. Let's do this. Okay, so first of all, one of the things I was using to uh, make my list and consulting things is... Uh, there used to be a, a magazine. I think there's also a website called Ego Trip. And okay. I have had a book here called Ego Trip's Book of Rap Lists. And... It is exactly what you think it is. It's all types of different lists for things, but the key thing is in the back, they have a thing that they refer to as the charts, and they give you the 25 best hip-hop albums per year and the 40 top uh, singles that they rank per year. Okay. Um, all the way through the the last year they cover is maybe like 1999, because after that they uh, they closed up shop around that. I, I love a good list, uh, and... It's just like I, they used to have this. This I used to read this book called Uncle John's. Do you remember Uncle John's Bathroom Reader? Did, did, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I do believe my mother-in-law has one. <laughs> I hmm. I would get them. It always be, the big book of lists were always my favorite ones. Like 
always were my favorites. Yeah, um, this has uh, everything from uh, they have a list of greatest MCs of all time, uh, 12 songs that Slick Rick wishes he had written, um, lyrics that hurt people's feelings. What, what's what's an MC? You said greatest MC of all time. Uh, what is the, that? The rap, the rapper. Okay. The why why wouldn't you say? So that's just another word for like lead rapper or something. I don't understand. Well, Yes, uh, yeah, so MC would, MC would be the more uh, technical term for a rapper. And then, of course, you have the DJ or disc jockey. Um, this has uh, 20 great album titles, rejected titles for 20 uh, rap albums. MC Search's favorite 80s hip-hop venues. Uh, longest rap alias ever. So there's all different types of lists in here. But I consulted this because I wanted to make sure that I included that's my favorite hip-hop song, but potentially my favorite song of all time. Ooh, okay. Like, drum roll right here. Uh, so, actually, I have 1A and 1B are, are pretty much on this list. But... <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> That's so, funny. so uh, A Tribe Called Quest. I don't know if you heard of them before. I have. I almost saw them in concert, actually. It was really funny. Uh, have you ever heard of the, 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 the festival Outside Lands? It's here in San Fran- it's in San Francisco on the West Coast. I have uh, not. A tribe called uh, a tribe called Quest was supposed to be there on. Uh, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A tribe called Quest was supposed to be there on Friday. They canceled and said they'd be there on Saturday, and then they canceled on Saturday. Said they'd be there on Sunday, and then they they didn't. They just didn't show up on Sunday either. So it was, there was. I'm like, you know, I've heard of these guys. Let's go check out what the what all the hullabaloo is about. And yeah, so we didn't get a chance to see them. No, Tribe Called Quest. Got it. Okay. I, I have seen them in concert. They were they were very good. Uh, in 1991, they released one of their, uh, arguably probably their best album called Low End Theory. Uh, but according to Ego Trip and their book of rap lists, uh, there's a single on there called Scenario, both either the original or the remix version. And they count that as 1992 because that song had its its bigger impact in, in, the, uh, in the later year. Uh, Scenario is a song on there. It's Tribe Called Quest. It also features a group called Leaders of the New School, which um, is most notable is Buster Rhymes. Uh, there, it is either either the original or the remix is great. The remix has uh, Buster Rhymes doing a, a few different verses, and is it, it's an outstanding song. It is a great beat, and it is like eight guys, seven guys doing like ridiculously good lyrics oh i love that that's awesome i love these like mega groups of like multiple like because you're talking about wu-tang clan and you were you're you're talking about now tribe called quest and i was just reading about something um called odd future where there was like 12 guys in there and i know those guys have all split off and done really big things and and i love this idea of this like all of these different people Put all these different people putting in different ideas and different voices because even in a band you usually ha- even if in a large band you'll have you know you'll still just have usually just the one singer and so the idea that you're gonna have all these different voices coming in on an album is, is really neat and something that I haven't really been a part of uh, in my music listening so this is I, I really like this idea that you've been throwing out to me this is great yeah, it, it seemed in the, back in the 90s, you would get... I mean, this was a song actually on the album, but a lot of times if you bought a cassette single, 
uh, you would get a, a B-side that had some kind of like remix or cameo, uh, something that wasn't on the actual album. Uh, that gotcha. would that would have like whatever the the main person or group you're listening to, plus you know some extra guest MCs. And again, it was oh, like not always available on 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 the album. Uh, Trap Call Quest is they they're part of the overall collective, the, the Native Tongues, leaders of the new school. De La Soul is also part of that. The Jungle Brothers. They all show up every now and then on on each other's albums during this time. But Scenario, probably potentially my favorite uh, hip hop song of all time. Uh, the second possible one of that is a song by Common. Uh, he's out of Chicago. I know Common. And, uh, yeah. is... Oh, you met him too? All right, nice. <laughs> uh, no, I saw him at... Um, he, yeah. he played at Coachella. He he was playing right before Kanye. And this mm. was in 2006 mm-hmm. before either uh, Kanye was huge. And I remember I caught the tail end because I was heading to another one, but I watched the entire Common concert. I, I actually really did enjoy it. It was fun. I do believe I saw the Atlanta version of that show Ooh, at, cool. in 2006. Yeah. So, uh, Soul by the Pound, it is uh, the the original version is off of Common's album from 1992 called "Can I Borrow a Dollar?" Uh, I I cannot find on Spotify uh, the remix, uh, which is what I'm the the version that I actually uh, am pitching here. Uh, Soul by the Pound it is the Thump remix. It's the same lyrics. As the original version, but the beat is is much better, and also Common's flow is uh, it's a bit different than what his first his whole first album was. You prefer the remix, then? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it definitely leads more into you know the the type of the MC that Common was during the '90s, uh, and 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 how good he was. It just it's a slight change up in his flow, and it's also the the, the beat behind it is great. So that that's me trying to keep this in a bit of a of a. You did it. It's not you a nutshell. It. It's maybe maybe more of a an eggshell, like an ostrich eggshell of some sort. <laughs> uh, and, and trying to keep a bit of a lid on it for you, because I I mean I could, I don't get that much to talk about '90s hip hop these days, and my options for modern day hip hop are not. Um, they're not very, your cup of tea. Limited. Yeah, I mean, you no, had a time no. that you enjoyed it, and that's kind of like how you want it to sound. I mean, it's it, I, it happens to all of us eventually. It really does. Uh, it, it, I, I, of course, I would love it if you sent me a list of all these, um, which I, I'm telling you right now, hey, hey, Keith, send me a list of all these, and I'll include them. So I'll subtle, them so in, subtle. <laughs> it's I'll include it in the show notes, and so that everyone can um, have a full list here. I'll include links if I can. Uh, too, if I can find them on there, but um, yeah, that's I'm. So all of those are just kind of they mean something to you, then, huh? Like they're it's not it, they're. I, I just I love that I, uh, getting a playlist from somebody is a very personal thing, and it's a it's a it's kind of like a it's a snapshot into the, like their their mind and their the way that they think and what's important to them. I so anyway, thank you for sharing that personal with us because it, it's. It's tough to narrow down because you, you like so many different parts of something, and to narrow it down to a to a short few is a tough thing to do. So I really appreciate you doing that. Uh, so this episode may be coming to an end, but the work is just beginning. Uh, Keith has given us the music sheet for becoming a fan of early 90s hip-hop. And for the response edition of this episode, me and Elise will be spending this week taking as much of Keith's advice as I can fit 
in and then I'll report back to you. In the meantime, I hope we'll maybe try not, his not, advice with, too. Not with the kids around, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> I'll put the, maybe not I'll put with the headphones the kids. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. The head the headphone the the, the the show the show is 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 safe for work. The playlist, not safe for work. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a, a Sirius XM satellite uh, trial right now and uh, LL Cool J has the Rock the Bells uh, channel on there and we keep trying to turn it on and I, <laughs> yeah, the, I gotta turn it off every time because the kids are in the car and like even when he talks he dropped the S word like five times in 30 seconds the other day I'm like come on LL don't, you didn't do this that much on your own albums come on man don't do Help this me to me I want to listen to this please let me listen to it with I the mean, kids it, <laughs> it is a big problem is like I mean I want to pass this music on to my kids but the like I I can't just drop you know most of these albums in their lap and be like here have fun you know it's, <laughs> I, it's just not something that even I even though can that's do. what you did it's, even though you were listening to it so since you were eight or nine is what you said so uh, well yeah but and you turned out okay but the things that I things that I would have grabbed and, and want to show them first are from my high school years where you know I yeah the lyrics are not the best and uh, for for a, a, an eight year old and six year old to listen to. Um, but I try sneaking things in there every now and then. I've got a couple albums I know I can get by with. But it is it is very hard to introduce your, your kids to your favorite music if it is, you know, 90s hip-hop. I definitely appreciate that because, yeah, with, with my girls, I, I'm trying to show them movies, but i got to figure out when I can show them different movies that I liked as a kid and it's tough. Now, if you have more to add, (laughs) now, if you have more to uh, add to the conversation or with your own expertise, or you just have questions or anything, you can tweet at me at, uh, or, or on Instagram, you can go to like two like things. That's the number two, like two like things. You can also leave a message on the like line at 661-279-0130 or via email at I like to like things podcast at gmail.com. And I'll read or play any messages uh, on that response episode, like I said, if they're positive. Now, if you'd like to be on the show or you have a friend that you think would be great to share, contact me using the same channels. You can also support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash I like to like things where you can join people like Mandy, Gerald, Paul, the Galindo, and Morgan. Uh, And also would like to give a huge shout out to the Radio Haver crew listening in over there in the UK. Thank you so much for that support. So, uh, Keith, tell them a little bit about Pop-Up Filmcast and where they can find you, because it's a great show. Highly recommend it. Uh, The Pop-Up Filmcast is a program where uh, myself and my co-host, Derek, and esteemed guests uh, like yourself, uh, come on. And uh, for the longest time, I tried to hint around at this, but because I do have some people that say uh, I, I started to Google what movie you're talking about. I hope most people have figured it out by now. But we uh, we re- we review very unique cinematic offerings uh, because they're all fictional movies. It is uh, part creative writing, part improv, and uh, all fun. The the episode that we just posted uh, today, as of the recording day, uh, we in our season three we actually are reviewing a uh, fictional TV show as well. Uh, the Crooked <laughs> Pendulum is like a uh, Black Mirror type uh, show, but. From the 90s, uh, it was supposedly on the UPN is uh, the canon that we've put behind it. Uh, and it's uh, it's been a real fun thing for that as well. I, I love the show. It it really is ultra enjoyable. It really is. Uh, you guys have a really good time on there. 
I know a lot of your guests too, which is nice from the different from the indie podcast community. It's it's really great. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of great uh, a lot of great people on uh, over the years, uh, the last couple of years of uh, of doing it in this format, and it's everyone that comes on says it's a real good time. If even if you if the, you think the movies are weird, just finding out what little project Derek has in his odd website <laughs> that he's going to pitch, uh, yeah, right. it, it's you know that's well worth the price of admission alone. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Go check it out, everybody. Uh, and where can they find you on on the social media? Uh, we are at Pop Up Filmcast on Twitter. Is the easiest place to find us. Uh, we have a uh, we just have a Facebook thing, but we don't d- don't promote that as much. It's on the same name. Uh, we are a member of the, uh, the Current Politics Network, so if you want to go check that out as well, that's where a lot of our guests come from. And uh, yeah, I mean, just wherever you you find podcasts, I listen to a lot of stuff on Spotify nowadays. You can find us there. We're Podbean is our main home, but you can find us pretty much everywhere. Thanks for coming on the show, man, and just like really hey, just no giving problem. us insight. I really appreciate it, man. Like spending this time, and I know you put a lot of effort into making your list. I really appreciate that. That's just, I just, it means a lot to me for someone to put that much effort into the show. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, man. And I will see you all next week when the mission is accomplished. Remember, we can make the world a little brighter, a little friendlier a little more enjoyable by liking a few more things. <laughs>